0: This is the Data Privacy Detective, and today we're going to explore the meaning of consent under the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation that becomes directly applicable law on May the 25th, 2018. In prior podcasts, uh, we have explored a number of issues, the broad scope of personal data covered by the GDPR. What's the difference between controllers and processors, and why does that matter? Uh, How processing can be lawful, uh, and when it can't, uh, under the GDPR. And we've discussed the extraterritorial reach of the GDPR to businesses uh, far beyond the European Union borders when they process the data of people within the European Union. And today we're going to talk about consent. Now, those familiar with how Europe has approached data privacy since 1995, that's when the European Union Directive on Data Privacy went out to all the member states. And all the member states of the EU had to adopt national laws about data privacy to conform to the directive. And now we have this regulation coming directly into force throughout the European Union, although it does leave room for uh, countries in the European Union to make some uh, differences uh, of protecting data privacy. We call them derogations. Uh, But at any rate, the European Union has become known as a place where uh, you must opt in to directly consent to a business or a government entity uh, about the use of your personal data. And opt-in means that the data subject, that's the term used in data privacy matters for people, individual people. Opt-in means that a person has to expressly say, yes you can use my personal data and you can use it for these things. That's the general meaning of opt-in. By contrast in a lot of the world uh, in general for things except maybe for highly sensitive matters like healthcare matters or financial details Uh, in general a lot of the world uses an opt-out approach and that that allows businesses to send a privacy policy to people or post them on their website and uh, say by the way if you have any problem with uh, what we're doing with your personal data let us know and you can opt out but Europe's been an opt-in place for a long time and so when we talk about consent in a European context in general we're talking about how do you get a An individual to tell you as a business, uh, yes, you can use my data for uh, certain things. Now uh, the opt-in approach of course requires affirmative action by the data subject by the individual to tell the business or the recipient of the personal data uh, only to use it for described purposes and also to allow a data subject to opt out if the person says I no longer want you to use my personal data for things. That's part of the opt-in concept in the European Union and it's certainly expressed in the GDPR. But we're going to look now very carefully at what does the GDPR actually say about consent and how does one get consent consistent with the GDPR. Well the starting point is the definition of consent and there is one it's in article 4 section 11 where consent is defined to mean I'm gonna quote now listen carefully quote any freely given specific informed and unambiguous indication of the data subjects wishes by which he or she by a statement or by clear affirmative action signifies agreement to the processing of personal data referring to him or her." Close quote. Now we're going to unpack that, but that, that's pretty plain opt-in language, but remember part of it was uh, a clear affirmative action would work as well as an unambiguous indication of wishes by a statement. Well Article 7 of the GDPR sets forth the conditions for consent. Article 7.2 calls for consent to be provided, quote, in a manner which is clearly distinguishable from the other matters, close quote. So for example, someone is signing up for a contract, let's say to buy some goods or services, Uh, that's one form of expressing a desire to, to buy something. But consent on the use of data privacy has to be distinguishable you see from that matter under 7.2. And so take a website. Uh, This uh, means that a one-click web design, uh, you know, click here to buy the goods and then you consent to everything else that we are packing down at the bottom of our form, that doesn't work. You have to have a distinct or a second uh, click. Yes, I consent to the use of my personal data for what you've described, you see. So that's distinguishable meets 7.2. And so a distinct choice, or a form if paper's being used instead of a click, uh, uh, has to generally be used about data privacy matters, separate from forming the contract uh, between the, let's say, the business and the individual. And 7.3 of GDPR, Article 7.3, gives persons the right to withdraw their consent. And it says that has to be as easy to do as it is to grant consent. So that has to be built into a website or a, a set of business practices. Freely given, that's one of the things consent must be under GDPR, if you listen carefully to the definition of consent. Well, what does that mean? Well, freely given means that a website or other form of obtaining consent uh, can't be done implicitly or in disguise. Article 7.4 says that when performance of a contract is quote, conditional on consent to the processing of personal data, close quote, the grant of consent should not then... extend to personal data that isn't needed to perform the contract. So if uh, an individual is buying goods or services from someone that doesn't uh, on its own give the right to the business that sells the goods or services to then sell off the information about the person to third parties for advertising or that sort of thing. That can't be done implicitly. Now recitals are sort of a history of the GDPR that is explanatory and clear and recital 39 says that information and communication about consent uh, has to be, quote, easily accessible and easy to understand, close quote. Plain English for English and plain language for the other many uh, languages of the European Union. Recital 42 warns that a consent format, quote, pre by the controller, should be provided in an intelligible and easily accessible form, using clear and plain language, and it should not contain unfair terms, close quote. Uh, what, what does this mean? Well, this means that pre-formatted boxes with consent already pre-checked uh, cannot be used. There has to be uh, a clear and intelligible and simple language way of saying click here, agree here uh, if, uh, for us to use your personal data for the reasons we've described. And consent isn't going to be regarded as freely given if the data subject doesn't have a real choice in, in clicking that. Uh, recital 43 adds that consent is not freely given if, quote, there is a clear imbalance between the data subject and the controller, close quote. So freely given is a very meaningful thing, and, and so building the form, uh, whether it's a web-based form or paper uh, or some other form uh, with an individual, uh, has to build into this uh, uh, these principles. Now there's a word specific in the definition of consent because the consent has to be about specific uses of the personal data that's being gathered and then is going to be used by the business later on. That's extremely important so even if consent is appropriate to one form of processing, that means using in general the data, it is, quote, presumed not to be freely given if it does not allow separate consent to be given to different personal data processing operations." Businesses therefore have to consider having more than one click box when one form of processing may be quite obvious. Click here if you want to buy what I'm offering, uh, and click here if you are providing your financial information that we can use it to get paid, but Uh, if if you're going to use, if a business is going to use data for other things, that's got to be clear and the consent has to be distinguished from and specific about the other uses of data from people. So when a customer buys goods and provides address and payment details, that does not standing alone give express consent for the business to use the data for any other purpose. Now consent has to be quote, informed and unambiguous, close quote. And that again goes back to the use of plain language, clear language, easy to understand language. And the wording has to be done to comply with what we call the transparency principle of the GDPR. In other words, the use of personal data that that the recipient intends has to be very transparent to the individual who's granting consent including to what extent the data are going to be uh, processed. That's recital 39. Data subjects have to be, quote, made aware of risks, rules, safeguards, and rights in relation to the processing of personal data and how to exercise their rights in relation to such processing. Close quote, recital 39 says. So you can see there, the business has to really warn that yes hacking is possible or uh, here's what we've done to uh, try to prevent that. Uh, These sorts of issues uh, have to be clear to people. Well when obtaining a minor's consent someone under let's just say 18 uh, Article 8 of the GDPR does not allow anybody under 16 years of age to grant consent without a parent or a guardian's express consent although it provides that a member state can lower that age down to 13 as low as 13 if it wants to and we call that a derogation from the general rules and indeed some countries of the EU have lowered the the age for a minor to actually grant consent to uh, let's say buy buy a video game or something else uh, to age 13 others have stayed at the uh, age 16 others have yet to act while well, some forms of implicit consent will be obvious and appropriate. Let's say somebody applying for a job and they send a resume with all sorts of personal data. Obvious they're consenting to be considered. Or somebody buys a product and sends their delivery address and some payment details. Obviously they're consenting to the use of that uh, for that specific purpose. Uh, other special categories of personal data are going to demand clear, specific, and express consent. The highly sensitive data, health data, and financial data uh, in Article 9.2 addresses categories like that. Well to sum it up, the GDPR has a a general preference for express consent as the basis for lawful processing. We explored in a prior podcast, there are other ways of doing it, but that's the general uh, overwhelming preference Uh, get express consent from people if you want to use their personal data. Uh, And it defines and means that businesses inside and outside the EU uh, as defined, uh, businesses outside the EU can definitely be subject to the GDPR. Uh, They have to consider redesigning forms and processes for how personal data is going to be gathered or used and how consent is going to be obtained. In general, one can think about this. Privacy by design, privacy by default. That's what the GDPR insists upon. So pre-check clicks, they're out for getting personal consent. Uh, Simply bearing a privacy policy at the bottom and say, if you buy from us, you're stuck with all the privacy rules, read them if you want that's not going to work. Privacy by design, privacy by default, these are pillar concepts of the GDPR and they're guiding principles on how consent can be obtained and recorded for use later on in a business proving that it tried its best to comply with the GDPR in obtaining express consent from people with which it does business. Next, we'll go to how U.S. businesses outside uh, the EU can think about the U.S. Privacy Shield. The Privacy Shield agreed between the European Union and the U.S. as one means of uh, compliance with the GDPR. Remember, protecting your data privacy begins with you. This is the Data Privacy Detective signing off.